if I just focus on making a difference for others, I take myself out of the equation. I don't even have to fucking worry about that whole losing thing. I know. I know. Pull yourself out of the equation. You're absolutely right. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. Today on tap, Steve Sisler part two. And I know I say that you should always go back and listen to part one. But if you don't, I don't know how else to say this. You're possibly missing the thing that can change your life. That's how good this interview with Steve Sisler was. The man is a genius of all genius. So make sure you go check that one out. In this part, a couple of things that we touch on that are really interesting. One is how this applies to kids. So if you have kids or interact with kids, how does knowing this impact your interactions with them? We kind of touch on that topic of nature versus nurture. Steve had some very interesting insights about that. And then we spend a good part of this, and that's why this part is just so unbelievably powerful. Remember how in part one, we spoke about the mad, glad, sad, and scared? We go into lengths about how to interact with each one. So if you're selling, or if you're in a dilemma or an argument, or you're trying to sell a company to someone, and you know what the other person is, how you actually interact with them. So those interactions are powerful. 
I'm going to listen to this. I've already listened to it four times. This is going to be something that I listen to time and time again. It's really just that good. So without further ado, here's part two of my interview with Steve Sisler. Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you say that the whole thing about balance, because what I'm hearing is, you know, the work that I've done on myself is that. It's never been to squash something. I got very clear early on about the yin and yang, right? Like everything has both sides of the coin. You can't remove, you know, like on a quarter, you can't remove the other side of the quarter. It has to have both sides. And so I think people, I agree with you, try to remove it instead of understand it. Because just as you pointed out, that whole not wanting to lose has made me probably one of the most driven people yes. I know. What I realized though, when I was in like growing up and through high school before I started doing this, I was a steamroller. I didn't give a shit who I stepped on, what it took to win. I would, I would be the biggest asshole and I would make people feel really bad about themselves so that I could feel better about myself. Yeah. And I realized what I was doing Mm-hmm. And that it's not about that. That's just my ego wanting to do that. Then life started kind of coming back into balance. And the funny part is now I find that it's almost leaning to the other side where it's like, you know what? If I just focus on making a difference for others, I take myself out of the equation. I don't even have to fucking worry about that whole losing thing. I know. I know. Pull yourself out of the equation. You're absolutely right. right. And uh, oh my God. I, I want to make Jesus successful. I, <laughs> he pulled himself I, out of the equation. Uh, I want to I go back to something because this is kind of the, the state that I'm in and, and you brought it up about kids. So one question is, how early are these patterns and markers and behaviors set in? Uh, usually between birth and eight. Hmm. You know, formative years, you know, about up till eight, where they're, they're, they're structuring, their behavior is getting structured. You're born into the world with a cardinal trait. In other words, you're two years old and you're stubborn as an ox. Yep. Or you're choleric or, you know, melancholy. My daughter was very melancholy. She's mm. melancholy today. She's 24. But she was melancholy on day 24. Yep. Um, and so, uh, so that came in that way. The environment you're raised in is going to polish the stone that comes out. It polishes it. And so you take your kids, if you have any, um, and take them in your family. You take the same DNA structure, the same person, and put it in a different family. Let's say alcoholic parents. That kid's going to be different. Mm. The environment has an effect on what we already are. And so there are, uh, if a child has both love, feels and believes they have both love and security, everything else can be fixed. Wow. If they Very don't powerful. think they have those, good luck. It's a Very long powerful. road. It's like sledding on dirt. Hmm. Uh, and as a parent, there are nine things we have to do to ensure emotional health in a child. Uh, I'll rattle these off pretty quick, but um, I got them in a book coming out. Um, guide, guard, govern, direct, correct, protect, cherish, nourish, admonish. Those are the nine things. If you do that consistently as a parent, see a lot of people that need to be liked, they try to be friends with their kids and not parents. Yeah. Backfires. 
Hmm. So if one parent is not the friend, then it's going to, it's a lot better. Um, and so it's like the good cop, bad cop. Um, it's a good balance. As long as the one parent isn't overriding the other parent, you both have to be on the same page. Um, but anyway, uh, but every child's different and all these things have strong implications on how they're actually going to develop because basically all childhood is, is forging their tools for release later on. Yeah. What are they bringing out of that in their tool bag? Some people have a hammer. Some people have tape measure. Uh, all they do is compare things. They have that extrinsic part of them. Everybody's different. So how do we balance that? Well, love and security and always let the children know that you're not perfect. And when you screw up, apologize. You know, it's, 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 it's easier when you do that. So let me ask you this from personal experience. So both my children, I have a three-year-old and a two-year-old, both are stubborn. Like put it this way, my, my son with no language, he was eight months old. If I tried to put black sneakers on him and he wanted blue ones, there was no way I was putting black ones on, until there were blue ones on his feet and he had no language. It was just like, uh, 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 not going to happen. And to this very day, I mean, he's the most decisive. He knows exactly what he wants and he will, he, he's an immovable mountain when it comes to things that he wants. Um, so knowing that about him, I, first of all, I love that quality. I think that's what makes probably the most successful people in the world. Sure. Part it of makes me, the biggest assholes too, if you're not exact, Exactly. So, so part of me is this, I don't want to squash that tool that he has, that ability, right. To like get that. But at the same time, it's, it's all balanced. Right. So yeah. I also don't want him to be an asshole where he's just like, fuck everyone. Like it's yeah. my way or the highway. So in that example, and you spoke before about need, like there's an emotional need. Does that play into this or am I just mixing two things? Yeah. He needs problems and challenges. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, the black sneakers was a problem. He made a problem out of it. Mm. Okay. It's a problem. So I want to make a problem and a challenge. So I, I got black sneakers on. I can't tell him I want blue. That's a real challenge. But I'm going to refuse the black. He created an insurmountable task until you figured it out. Hmm. And it gave him life. Wow. That. So as the child gets older, now he's very young at that point, as he's getting older, you want to make sure he has challenges. What can happen is he can get into school, and if he's not challenged in school, he'll disrupt the class in order to get a challenge or spit a spitball at the teacher when she ain't looking mm. or do something to create challenges. So you have to make sure he is getting challenged. And part of that could be getting him involved in challenging things. Hmm. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, my son needed problems and challenges and uh, I started, you know, took him to the gym and he's a weightlifter now. And, um, you know, uh, it was it was hard to do because he couldn't even do a push up in the beginning. Or couldn't do a sit up. He was a little overweight for his age, and um, some things, you know. And we just worked through that, mm. and it gave him that outlet. Um, so everybody that's driven and decisive uh, needs problems and challenges, and it's up to us to provide them. This, you know, King Solomon. I love to quote Solomon. 
Um, his wisdom literature is amazing. But one of the things he said is if you train up a child in the way that they ought to go, when they are old, they won't depart from it. And what he's talking about is figure out how these kids are wired and help get them on, figure out what kind of car they're driving, get them in the right race. Yeah. And when you do that, in the end, they'll be who they were supposed to be. They'll be who they are. That happened with my daughter. We found out we would do different things. We found out she was really gifted with horses. So I drove a piece of crap car so I could buy her a horse. Wow. And then she became a grand champion um, rider. Um, And it it was expensive and it was difficult in those days. That's when I had the painting business, when I wasn't making as much money as I do now. Yeah. So I made it work because I saw what she needed and what she was good at. And I provided the opportunity for her gifts to emerge. and uh, so that's what you have to do. You have to find out, okay, what is this saying about this person? And then provide opportunity for that to be carried out in a healthy way. So how do we do that? How do we find out? We'll, we'll talk about kids. And then I want to kind of transition to this more towards the, the adult side. Because I know, you know, some people don't have kids. Yeah. But how do you find that out in a person? Are there questions that we ask? Are there things that we look for? Yeah, there's things you look for. So you look for impatience in a child, let's say. Um, So let's let's talk about the the driving child for a minute. We're going to look for impatience. You know, he walks up to his sister's block tower, kicks it over. Yep. No reason at all. Just kicks it over. Yep. Creating a problem and a challenge. Got it. Um, So that child, you might want to, you know, put him in martial arts and see how he does. He can kick all day there. That's so funny. That's the exact you exactly what I said. I said to my wife, I was, you know what? I feel like Shia martial arts for him would be perfect because it's the focus, the discipline, and the problem solving, like the like the yeah. getting that yeah. out. Wow, yeah. awesome. Again, you're doing little experiments in order to find out what's going on. Like my son, we put him in football, right? He hated it. He hated it. Um, and so, you know, we spent four or $500 on all the uniform crap and everything. And at the end of his first practice, it was brutal. He, he wanted to cry, but he didn't. And he came up to me and said, dad, this is what I thought it was going to be. And I said, sweetheart, you don't have to do it. He goes, but you just spent all this money. I hmm. said, it ain't about that. Wow. I said, it's about you. And he ended up playing piano and golf. He was the best on his golf team. Wow. I mean, and we got him in football because he's big, but that didn't work. So we just stopped. Not, no, you're going to be a football because I suck at it. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work. Wow. So, you have, so that's what you do. You try little things. You see okay. where they can have an outlet for that decisive behavior. If you have a, a child that's very phlegmatic, non-responsive, um, uh, internalized, they don't talk a lot, you know, um, then you'll not know a lot about that child. And so what they need is safety and security. So you want to put them in a safe, keep them in a safe environment. Um, And uh, that might be with a small group of like-minded children in doing something. Um, uh, So not competitive at all, but where there's peace and harmony. Um, And that could be, you know, um, whatever. I mean, come on, we could scrapbooking. I don't know. But where there's peace and there's harmony. Um, look, watch the way they draw kids, all kids doodle. If you see talent, which is, I did in my kids, I should show you some of the stuff. My did, my son did a, uh, a charcoal of Hannibal that's four feet wide wow. and by four feet. And it looks like a photograph. 
And he did this in college, but once we saw that he was doodling well, we got him charcoal pencils, special erasers, showed him YouTube drawings, you know, and now that's what he does. So we located that. He's very calm, very quiet, is to himself. You know, I'm not going, why don't you part of this family? Yeah. That's not how he thinks. He's in his own world. Hmm. And so you provide things for him in that world. Right. Some kids are thinkers. Uh, my, my other son's like a mathematician. I mean, he was doing his math in his head at school and getting in trouble for it because he wouldn't write out the equations. He didn't have to. Yeah. So I had to help him negotiate that. Uh, but you know, he gets straight A's and flipping calculus in college now. Um, you know, he's in a psychology program. Uh, we home educated all our kids. Wow. Good for Uh, you. And we did that because we wanted to be able to focus on what they were good at, at their pace. And so they schooled three, four hours and then went out and played. Um, And, uh, you know, he's getting A's in college, university. I mean, it didn't hurt them at all. Now, they, they claim some of it did. Um, so we had all those talks and said our sorries and forgiveness and whatever and, and moved on. Um, so anyway, with the children, you have to start experimenting, putting them in situations and watching what happens. And I never want, I heard my son on the phone. He's like nine years old, talking to a friend. He goes, is that something you want to talk about? <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Well, he's in the psychology program now. That's awesome. I mean, I saw it back then. And I'm like, this guy's a mediator. That's um, awesome. So, you know, we talked to him about maybe being a lawyer. We talked to him about psychology and he's picked one. So again, it's just watching and guiding. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting for for me and, and I think for you also having the background of looking for those things in humans and, and looking for those telltale signs. I'm constantly looking at my son and how his brain's developing and what he's interested in. I find that a lot of people, if you don't do that work on yourself, yeah, it's, you're never going to yeah. be able to do that. See, a lot of parents are only looking at what they're interested in. Yes. And that will not work. Yeah, or they try to correct their interest in. Yeah, they try to correct their past and their mistakes or what their parents in their kids, which is just, you know, setting up. That happens a lot. A lot, yeah. We got to be really careful that we're not forcing them to live our life. Yeah. Um, They got to live their own and that will create a very healthy child. Yeah. So let's, let's transition. Cause this is the last piece I want to kind of leave people with is, you know, people deal with their boss or their wife or, you know, their brother, whatever it is. Are there things that people can do right now? Maybe ask a certain question, see how someone responds that will allow them to understand what kind of category that person fits into. And then the second piece to that is, I know there are ways that we can say the same thing to every single person that will be effective. So in other yeah. words, if I'm dealing with someone that's a logical thinker, I'm going to want to treat them with, with logic. Yeah. I'm not going to want to dominate them. That's um, right. So can we kind of touch on how to figure out where they are and then maybe give people a couple of examples of what that would look like in the interaction? So I just wanted to pause here for a moment and let you know that if you're someone who's ready to take massive steps in your relationships, your health, and your finances, we've created an amazing tool for you. There is an all-new Satori Prime app now available in the iTunes and Google Play Store. All you have to do is go there and type Satori Prime and download it today. Now, you'll immediately gain access to our 10 
part mini series where we're going to delve into your limiting beliefs, your fears, and all that's been holding you back from truly living the have it all life. More than that, you'll be able to share your victories with your fellow Satorians, as well as ask Guy and I for feedback about anything that's occurring in your life today. So if you've ever wanted to delve deeper into the concepts similar to the ones that we share here with you every single week, well, now you can. So just go grab the app either in the iTunes store or the Google Play store. If you want to download it to your desktop, you can also go to app.satoriprime.com and grab it there and start your journey today. And with that, let's jump back into the podcast. Okay, let's take a, a mad person. Um, they're direct, they're to the point, they're decisive, they're all about the goal, and they're all about results and problems and challenges. So we got that down. Yep. Um, so when talking to them, you have to be direct and to the point. You can't be labor. They're usually afraid of being taken advantage of. And so you have to ensure them that they're not. They want to win, so you got to let them win. I had a guy call me up. He's a business owner, and he's going to go negotiate a sale with his company. And the person he's dealing with is a decisive. And he said, what do I do? I said, let him win. Huh. And for him, it was like, well, uh, well, then you're not going to sell the company. Not to him. Wow. So you got to decide if you want to sell the company or not. Because if you want to do that, then this is how you're going to have to do it with that person. He doesn't need you. You need him. So you're in, the, you're in the awkward position. He's not. So what do you do? You listen to him. You say, okay. And if, if you, you, he comes up with an idea or you come up with an idea, make it his idea. Well, if you're insecure, you can't do that. Mm. Well, then, sorry, you're not going to sell the company to that guy. Mm. If you want to sell to him, he's got to win. He's got to be in charge. And you got to be the butt boy. And then you'll sell it. Wow. So in the end, you get what you want, but he needs to get what he needs during the process or he's done. It just won't work. It just won't work. So that's an, that's, that's a, that's an equation. The glad people, you got to be more interested in them than yourself. When you're dealing with those people, you got to find out what inspires them. Talk about them. They love talking about themselves. If you talk about them and make them the star of the show, you'll end up what you need out of the relationship every mm. single time. And wow. again, it's not a deceptive ploy. Like, I'm going to sell this guy this piece of shit car, so I'm going to like be their friend. I'm not talking about manipulation like that. I'm talking about if you're going to work with a person who is a people person, then you've got to make them feel really proud to be with you. And usually that happens when they have those three fears, fear of not being like failing and being misunderstood. Understand them, you know, make them feel like they won the lottery after they've been with you. Um, find out what they need. They need emotional back and forth. They need limbic looping. So you got to have some, spend some time talking about them. Some people like, that's a waste of my time. Hmm. Well, then you're not going to have a relationship with that person. You're not going to be able to, to work with that person effectively unless you give them what they need in the relationship, which is interaction. Right. And then the sad people, they need to feel safe. Let's say I'm a salesman and I'm selling to a sad person. Okay. They're all about safety and security. How do you sell a car to a sad person? You don't. And then you do. So you would say to the sad person, listen, if I were you, I'd go home and talk this over with my wife or with my husband. Um, and, uh, 
you know, I, you should think this through. This is a really big purchase for you. So why don't you go home and think about that? So the more space I give them, the more comfortable they feel with me. Wow. But if I'm breathing down their neck, what do I got to do to get you in this truck? I mean, you're scaring them to death. Yeah, no way. No way. But if I'm trying to get rid of them, then I'm keeping them because I'm the safest person. Matter of fact, you'll even get away with recommending they go somewhere else. And when they go there and get chewed to bits by that moron, they're going to come back to you. So let's use that as a perfect example because I'm sure people, you know, interact with these people to sell them all the time, whether it's a car, a course, a training or whatever. Yeah. What's a question that they can ask this, this person to find out if they're sad? Okay. Um, it isn't as much a question. It's body language. I mean, they don't look you in the eye. Huh. They will look away after a few seconds because it's too intimidating to stare at you. You ever seen, you ever talk to people that even close their eyes while you're talking yeah. to them? Yeah, yeah. That, that's a sad. Interesting. Okay? You shake their hand. It's a warm, friendly, borderline fish shake. Okay? Shoulders are down. Yeah. Look at, looking away. Family-oriented. They've got a minivan. S. Wow. Okay? Very, they're very careful. They're, they're, they're intimidated. They're, they're, they're put back a little bit to give them space. Give them yeah. space. You know, do you need any help? If you need any help, you let me know, but you go ahead and browse. Amazing. Okay. And then, you know, they'll, why do people walk on a car lot anyway? They want a car. Why do we act like they don't? Yeah. We got to convince them that they do. That's why yeah. they're there, moron. I mean, what? And <laughs> we, just, we just attack. I mean, you could love people into a car. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. So, you know, so those people, you got to give them space. You got to give them space um, and make them feel safe. The safer they feel, the more they will open up. Hmm. Um, And you got to have, you got to make sense. Um, You got to deliver what you say. You got to do what you say or they won't trust you. You can't lie to those people. You got to be really honest. Hmm. And uh, When I used to sell the S's, like usually I talked with a housewife when it would come to painting a house because the husband's at work. Yeah. You know? And so I would tell them, you know, how much is it going to cost? I say, it's probably going to be the most expensive thing you've ever done. And I just tell them that. And they're like, wow, that's really honest. And I'm like, well, is there another way to be, (laughs) you know? And they're like, okay, wow. So, you know, I'm risking the whole sale in order to, to make them feel safe. Why don't you look up these references, call these people. If you like what you hear, you can give me a call back. I don't need to paint this house. Gotcha. And one lady, she was asked, I said to her, I've always wanted to paint this home. And I got the job. She said, you loved my home. Hmm. Made her feel safe. And it was a big job. Wow. And so, um, and the scared people, uh, they need information. And they're very logical. And they are very cautious they live on thin ice and so you can't run out there on thin ice with them and jump around going hey you know you're you're gonna we're all gonna fall in you know they're real cautious and so the way you you deal with those people is they're very mechanical like al gore um uh or or, uh kevin cosner um barack obama uh when they talk they're going um uh uh they're thinking 
These are the thinkers. Hmm. And so they don't say much, but they think a lot. And so they ask all the right questions. So they're going to be asking you questions. If you're going to, you're going to work with a C, you better have the answers. Or if you don't, tell them you don't. Yeah. But you will go get them. And now, you know, I don't know the answer to that. You give them a line of crap, you, that's it. You lost. They're yeah. gone. But if you say, listen, I don't know the answer to that, but I will find out and I will let you know ASAP. Now they're feeling, okay, okay. So those are the people that you have to be logical. You have to, you have to be able to show that you're not doing anything off the cuff. You're thinking, you're processing, because that's what they're doing. And they want you to process with them. They need time to make the correct decision. You've got to give them time. You can't force them on a decision. And the way you spot those people, they like, they're like an android. They're very stoic. They're neatly kept. Um, everything's in place, usually. Uh, think of Star Wars. C-3PO was a thinker. Han Solo is the, the dominant influencer who yeah. just runs into an asteroid field yelling yee-haw. And C-3PO is giving him the odds of survival. That's how he thinks. So what does he say? Shut him up or shut him down. Yeah. I don't want no odds. So most what I'm hearing is what you want to almost do is understand who it is that you're dealing with. And am I hearing you right that people actually want to interact with themselves? Like people want to interact yes. with their... They're more comfortable with who they are than who you are. Got it. So and so you have to adjust yourself... You have to mirror them in a way. Exactly. That's you a good way to mirror say. them. So here's an example. Um, uh, I had a, uh, we were taking 28 kids to Mexico in 2004, somewhere back there. And I had a real dominant guy on the team. And he kept emailing us. Don't be late to the meeting. You know, these arrows of one-liners. And my wife's like, I don't think he likes us. And I said, oh, he's a dominant. That's just the way they are. And so we get to the meeting. And guess what? He's late. <laughs> so what did I do? I became him. So when he walked in, I said, Hey, you're late. And he looked at me and he winked. And I said, I don't want one more email from you about me being late until you're on time. Now, let me ask you this. I like that. Would, would that person, did you do that in private or did you do that? In front I of did him? it in private. In I pri took, okay. Cause if, I took him into the office. Okay. Cause if you did that, if you did that in public in front of everyone and the kids, that would not be a good. big no-no for that person, not, right? Not good. You never okay. do that. You, in every interaction you have, you have to preserve people's dignity. Okay. If you Got don't it. do that, you're on your own. Got it. So I took him into private and said that. After the meeting, I put my arm around him. I said, hey, dude, I'm really glad you were here. You're really an asset. It's going to be great when we get on this trip. And mm -hmm. he goes, hey, I'm really sorry for being late. He goes, I felt the sting in what you said. And he goes, and I liked it. Yeah. And I ended up doing $30,000 worth of work with him that year. Wow. And it was because I spoke his language. He trusted me. I called him on it, which is what he would have done. And so he didn't take an offense at it. He was like, I like this guy. Wow. Brilliant. Okay. So mirror them. That's a really, really good, good tool, I think, for people to think about, um, both in business and, and at home. 
Uh, sure. Very, very powerful. Yeah. All right, Steve, we can do this all day, but uh, I know your time is valuable. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this final question that we ask uh, everyone here on the show. And it's based off that cliche. I can't wait to hear your answer, by the way. Uh, it's based on the cliche of, I wish I knew then what I know now. So what, knowing where you are today and what you know, what is something that you wish you would have known as you were growing up or when you started business or whatever? I wish I knew more um, that I was wonderful just the way I was. Mm. Because I, even though I don't think I, I don't think people didn't tell me that, the people in my life that mattered, but I didn't get the message. Mm. They, they wrote it in German. And, um, and so I really didn't get the message. And it took me years to realize that um, I'm, I'm worthy um, for, for me. And I'm writing a book about it. I mean, it's 352 pages about, you know, uh, self-worth. Mm. Um, and so uh, if I knew then, like I know now, um, I think things would have been a little bit different in that I didn't have to perform um, in order to uh, get the praise um, that I already had it. Um, and I think things would have been a little bit different. You know, and I also wish I knew a little bit more about how finances work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I did not know anything about that until late in life, in my life. And things would have been different. But, but with me, because I had attention deficit, you don't just hammer the nail. You got to bash it in. Wow. And people just would give it to me like they would give it to somebody else who could hear it one time and grab it. Um, I didn't. I needed it over and over again. You got to hold my face and look me in the eyes and say, do you get it? Read it back to me. Do you understand? And uh, I think for me, um, worthiness and financial responsibility, not that I'm irresponsible, but I'm certainly not knitting with two needles when it comes to finances. But thank God for all my entrepreneurial friends that I work with. I'm learning quickly. But anyway, those are, those are two things. I could Awesome. Think. Awesome. Where can people reach out to you and, and go through this process with you and get coaching from you, et cetera? Uh, SteveSisler.org um, is where everything's at. And there's a form that'll pop up. They can contact me if they want to. If they want to just go ahead and do one of the assessments, um, you just scroll down one, one section as you get on there. It says profile me. There's one that's got a 60-minute debrief where we're together on the phone for 60 minutes or Skype or whatever. And then there's another one that's 90 minutes, a um, little more, you know, overkill. But you'll know more about yourself in 60 minutes than you probably will up to that point in your life yeah. if I do it with you. Yeah, that sounds amazing. By the way, how old must someone be to do this? Uh, 11. 11, you can start. Okay. Yeah, Where? probably 11. You know, anyone younger than that, I just ask the parents some questions and I'll tell them about their children. Interesting. And what they, they tell me. That'd be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Steve, I mean, absolute blast. Like I, I told you before, you're, you're just like a well of, of information. I just almost feel like, I, I almost feel bad that I didn't ask certain questions because I'm like, man, if you just ask this, you know, you're like, you're like, throw <laughs> it out. Just like, ah. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for being on here. I've now, like I've said, listened to this at least four times through the editing process. And every time I'm pulling new 
unbelievable information. I sat here and listened to it with my wife. We had conversations about what we'll do with our children. Just absolutely amazing the level and depth to which you can gain knowledge on how to interact with people just simply by doing this process. If you're in the position of interacting with people on a regular basis, looking at partnerships or potential partnerships, I highly recommend you reach out to Steve and see if you can book yourself in for one of these appointments. It will absolutely change your life. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.